welcome to another segment of Game Notes, where I get to enlighten and encourage coaches and athletes along their journey. Uh, We got another dope week for my listeners. I'm super excited to bring this. I say that every week. I mean, I, I feel like it's part of the promo, but I am super excited to talk about this because I feel like this week's topic is so vital to the foundation of how we develop good coaches and good athletes. And I know you're probably like, oh, that's always important. Nah, this week is going to be some game giving. You understand me? Because I think it's really important that we start looking at the clarity of some of these people involved in sports, their hearts, um, instead of their outward appearance. So, you know, we um, always drop, Every week, a new topic. This week, we're talking about outwards appearance versus the heart. And, man, this... this, (laughs) I could go, and I'm going to go. Y'all know the podcast gives y'all the raw and uncut version. And so, I'm going to go. And it's so important always for me to provide those sources. Remember, this is my biblically supported support for you and so I make it relate to life and relate to sports and and but I love a key key factor that a lot of this is supported by what I have read and researched and dived into to develop every week biblically one of the icings on the cake that's why this series is for those on that journey um playing for the kingdom doing their thing it's more important that we have the sources and the tools and um, all those things I feel like are important along this journey. But when we get to talking about outward appearance versus the heart, man, it, it's been sitting on me. And life has been hectic. I, I apologize for the inconsistency in weeks. Um, but that heart piece, that's always been me. I mean, you always have different type of players. You have those players that are very talented, very skilled, very God-given ability. Um, the hard workers, uh, the players that play in that heart category. And I'm not saying that those others don't have heart, but you have those different type of players who are just, they wear their hearts on their sleeves and they play like that. And you can tell that heart piece is important to every team. I mean, you hear it in the pros right now. Like, I think the Clippers, a lot of people are saying they're not playing with that heart. They don't have that dog drive. They don't have that boom, 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 heartbeat motor right now going. And that's a factor. But sometimes we get so caught up on the outward appearance. This kid's ranked number one. This coach has all the fly gear. This team gets all this, 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 this. It's all what we see visually, which is the outside appearance. A great example is like when you go or when I go and scout a game, there's always 99% of the time, there's like a few big names already to watch out for, right? And so naturally... Sometimes those kids stand out immediately because they're either taller, stronger, faster, more athletic, you know, whatever. Um, They stand out immediately. 
what doesn't stand out is their heart and their character. Um, those factors you don't see when you go to a game. You sometimes won't even see in your first couple interactions because if you've ever seen an athlete on a game day or a coach on a game day, there's a little bit of guardedness based off win, loss, arrogance. How did that game go to their head? All those type of things. But you still, just scouting a kid, you may not still see their heart and how genuine that is and how committed they are to the game and do they love the game and what's their perspective on it. And that's the same for coaches. Coaches, <laughs> coaches, man, they, they, a lot of coaches are based off outward appearance. We win championships, we wear Nike gear, we're sponsored. But sometimes, and a lot of the times, their hearts are not good. You have your kids around people that you wouldn't even interact with if this sport wasn't in place. Like, they're not just a good, like, you're a bum person. I've had parents come to me and specifically say, like, if my daughter did not play on this team, I would not interact with some of these coaches because I feel like they're just trash individuals. That, that, especially as a young coach, that mentally plays on you because it's like, if you don't even like me as a person, we don't have the same beliefs or similar beliefs. We are going to continuously be in conflict. We are going to continuously clash. Therefore, this is not going to be a route for success. And 90% of the time, 100% of the time, those kids left because the continuous clash of ethics, beliefs, uh, how do you talk to my kid, how I talk to my kid, like those little things. But exterior, they brought them there because they win. They brought them there because they can get championships. They brought them there because they're going to have exterior Success And a lot of times, parents, specifically to you, we choose programs based off that exterior success, and it may look lovely, but interiorly, it is chaos. How can you have success in that? You're supposed to enjoy sports. This is supposed to be something that you love, you're passionate about, you're, you're getting all those opportunities to do something that you love. You should not be in a state of chaos. And this is coming from experience. And a lot of times, it's the adults. We pay attention to the outward appearance. We portray that to our kids. The kids, they want to be a part of that. And then we teach our kids to just deal with anything because the outward appearance is good. We're winning. You're on a winning team. But I'm miserable every single day that I'm in the gym that I'm in on the court when I'm with this team maybe not even the players just I'm miserable and that's where we have to as people start paying attention to our values following coaches that have moral standings and values that you can kind of align up with where is their heart what type of person are they are they, and now y'all know coaches, not to expose us, but there's coaches that's 90%, let me not say 90 there's a lot of coaches that 
are full-blown alcoholics because that is how that is what is socially acceptable um you know alcohol is socially acceptable so a lot of coaches drink um because of the stresses of you know (laughs) being a coach um there's a lot of coaches that do it for their own personal gain how are they going to succeed and there, at every level, there's a mountaintop. There's a middle school mountaintop. I've heard a coach say my my middle school team has went undefeated five years in a row. I've heard JV coaches say we're under games that <laughs> games that in our, in the overall grand scheme don't matter, but matter at those levels. Like they've reached the pinnacle mountaintop, and that's all they care about. You don't have continuous growth and development because you're successful. You're sitting at the top of the mountain. There's coaches at the high school level that have that same mentality. College level, man, I'm just going to keep bouncing from school to school, getting check to check, regardless if my heart is right. And there's a lot of coaches who are becoming more and more morally sound, have sound values, and are really pushing the message. And you can see the difference between those programs. You can see the difference in the development of those kids. You have to dig deep, though. And that's that's the issue. See, that's the thing. Whether it's a coach, whether it's a player, digging down deep and seeing what are you really going to be about. Are you going to be that player that really digs deep and chooses to be in their values on and off the court, on and off the field, in and out of the swimming pool, whatever your sport is, like, are you going to choose to be that? Because a lot of times, some players just clock in, clock out. They don't care about their team. They're not connected. There's no unity. It's about them. And so it's not like you got to be best friends with your teammates, but I do feel like, there has to be some connectivity and letting go of that outward appearance and then start developing where is the heart where is where is my you know trust reliability in you because that's going to be stronger than anything that you go through on the outward appearance when you get to the game i feel like that's the outward appearance the development of who we are as young men and young women, the coach leading that by example, and go back and check previous podcasts out, videos out, where we talk about coaches leading by example. You have to develop and look into what type of individual they are. You you mean, I mean, a lot of kids don't get that vocal backing or that vocal sponsorship because essentially they're not the heart factor. Like, do I really want to give this kid out as a representation of me? Because I know what this kid can potentially do and turn out to be. And a lot of kids lose out because they don't have that heart factor. And the programs that I've seen successful and the people that I've seen successful, somebody dedicated time and developed time and commitment to that player's heart and developing and knowing them and knowing the ins and outs. And when you do, you then can be like, yeah, this is a perfect kid to take. Because not only are they going to 
give you the the outward appearance of stats and numbers and you know get the glory and do all that but their hearts are good and you have to choose sometimes what's more important all the time <laughs> it's it's a decision between what's in your heart and what's the outward appearance and that's a real struggle, man. You know, I got this podcast to be real with y'all. I, don't, I tell y'all the real and raw and uncut stories. But, like, the last year I coached, this was a key, 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 key pinnacle factor. Because I, I just personally feel like a lot of coaches and a lot of people in those positions, you have to be fake. You can't be. And a lot of us are real <laughs> the real deal holy field some dope dope individuals especially in this area that I know as coaches but when I see them on the sideline when I see some of them interacting with others very fake very superficial very <laughs> you know bogus outward appearance bogus and and a lot of times p- people judge from that so when I get to talk to other people it's like They'll tell you, like, oh, this person, I ain't really feeling them. Never even knowing their hearts. Just knowing the fake superficial conversation that they've had probably with them. And that vibe comes off sometimes. And then you have people, some people like you, some people don't. And then I'm like, man, you don't even know that person's heart. You don't even know that man's heart. You don't even know what that woman would do for one of these kids. Like, you don't know. But they haven't chose to look past their outward appearance. And so my last year coaching... It was really in, in coaches. If if I was still coaching, that would be still the same thing, and I think it would have been a plight to take off. <laughs> it would have been a plight to take off, for sure. But essentially, the the theory and the thought process is, I'm gonna hundred percent believe in what we're trying to do, what we're trying to execute as a team, and. I'm going to be true to my heart and what I feel is best for the team. You, as a coach, start listening to so many other people and and so many other people are guiding you, especially, you got to think, 24-year-old head coach. So I was seven years older than my players. That was the first question that they asked me. The magnitude of, like, your players are 18 and you're 24. (laughs) Or, yeah, 20, 24, 20, yeah. So, like, how are you going to handle that? How are, you know, it immediately started playing on me mentally, and now I'm concerned about what the outward appearance looks like instead of me being the best coach because I was the best coach for the job, regardless of age. The outward appearance may seem like, oh, I'm young, I don't know what I'm doing, but inwardly in my heart I feel like I'm more than capable why would that even be a question like what the heck and so I started playing with catering to the outward appearance catering to what ADs want to see catering to what parents and players and trying to keep everybody satisfied and I wasn't happy internally my heart wasn't happy because I'm like man this ain't how I rock this ain't how I do things I'm in order I got you know this is this is not my path and goal. This is what y'all want me to do. And players or coaches alike, we tend to play on that a lot. Even down to, like, the schools kids go to. Kids go to this school because they feel like it's going to give them more clout or more hype. 
If you have the talent, the talent's going to show out. If you have the ability to lead a team to a championship, you should be able to lead a team to a championship, whether they middle of the road or you on the number one team in the country. Stop trying to make excuses, but that plays on the outward appearance. This is popular. That may not even – a lot of kids want to stay in their home school, do their thing, and, and if that was socially acceptable, more kids would do it. If the outward appearance was okay with you going to your, going over here and going crazy and doing your thing like it was before, it would still be cool. But now it's the outward appearance thing is to do. Let me go to this school. Let me go to this prep school. Let me go to this whatever. And let me go to this camp because this is going to give me an outward appearance. And I'm not saying sometimes you need to elevate, but a big thing of like, choosing these schools and p- taking these kids to different cities and pulling these kids out of going to, going to different schools, you're catering to the outward appearance. You're not catering to the hearts and the desires that's going to make you a better man, better, better woman. Period. Because if you're supposed to be number one in the nation, trust and believe me, you're going to be number one in the nation. God don't make no mistakes. And when he's finding this talent, when you're putting the work in, and, and you're going to get opportunities to get exposed. But, man, there's a lot of kids. Um, Zion Williamson, for example, North Carolina. You think that it, where he's from, somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, this. when you are the number one talent or you feel like you should be on a certain level of talent, it's going to be displayed in your game, in your craft, in what you do. There's so many kids that I see doing that because we desire, we are fiending, we are social media crackheads to the outward appearance. We glorify it. It's just this, this is the society and day we live in. We live in a society that glorifies and praises more than ever the outward appearance. So, of course, you're going to have struggles. You're going to have battles with what is the internal piece? What is the internal factor? Where is the heart? Where is, of course, you're going to struggle with that. Because why? We only focus on outward appearance. And it's like we forget, like, what qualities are we looking for in people? What qualities will we find in people's, in coaches and players' hearts that set them apart are we looking for superficial stuff or are we looking for what really lies down in the heart because again coaching you know when you get to pick your squad you pick your squad and a lot of times you don't get to pick your squad but you can kind of I say configure and mold your squad because you got to get what comes to you right coaches don't recruit <laughs> so you get to you get to kind of mold some of the kids and kind of you know talk to the kids that go to your you know surrounding school or whatever to come to your team. But then you get to pick like who has the DNA of my team. And a lot of the times, people would be like, "This don't this team looks you know people played us. We looked trash to people. Big facts. We looked like bums." To certain teams. I I at least kept their jerseys nice. Kept them with some team shoes. We looked organized. But to most players, like, we were the most diverse team as far as ethnicity. We were the most, we were one of the youngest teams because 
we pretty much just, hey, we're going to do juniors and sophomores, and we're going to rock. That's just how it was. And then I put a ton of freshmen up the next year. So we were a very young team. So everybody looked young. Um, and it was the most unorthodox team. Like, we had girls as short as, you know, 5'4", five, 5'2", five, to girls that were like 6'4". And it was variations of different beautiful women, different beautiful girls. I, I loved my team in the array of rainbow that we looked like. But when we – if an opponent played us – they definitely was like, oh, this is a Merc. <laughs> this, is, this is a guaranteed victory. This is not even in the thought process of we're going to lose. That array of team put together was one of my best teams because they had the DNA and the fingerprint of, in my heart, what do I want my team to look like? They were hustlers. I had one of the highest GPAs that season. Shout out to that squad. We got one of the highest GPAs in the district. Got acknowledged for that. That was important to me. That may not be in every coach's heart. So it's not going to be in the kid's heart. Right? You could be all world in hoop. You could be all world in football. You could be all world in volleyball. And still be smart as all get out. I'm supporting the smart athletes. Of course. Why not? Yeah, we're going to get these dollars, we're going to get these chips, but what we, how are we going to do it? How are we going to be effective? How are we going to make this turn into generational wealth? Not just by getting a large increment, but also by developing it and leaving something to our families. That is what we have the opportunity to do. So my team represented something that I believed in in my heart. They was the hustling, scrappiest kids I probably ever coached. Not the most talented team I've coached, but some of the kids that I was like, man, they all had heart. They all was right or die. We all were savages from the, from the top to the bottom. That was what was important to me. So whatever anybody was feeling like, and we all loved each other. We did a lot of things. Like, I grew a lot as a coach. But we, we developed so many things together. We came together. We found ways to be effective and resourceful. Um, we had players that looked out for each other. All those qualities and skill were harbored by picking those kids that had heart, and it took time to look at that, develop that, kind of really get into that vibe because you don't see that. Initially, it was a lot of players that were really, really good that I cut. There were players that were decent cut, and you know why? Because they didn't have the heart to deal with what we were going to have to go through. They didn't have the commitment to be there for whatever we had to go through. And it was going to take time and development to be one cohesive unit. And they weren't committed to that. They weren't committed to being one heart, one team, one dream. They weren't. So talent wasn't going to supersede that. It was an executive decision by me and Luckily, when you get assistant coaches and teams, and, and they're going to support you. It made more sense. Could it probably been handled differently? Absolutely. But I felt okay with it because I followed my heart and didn't succumb to the outward appearance. It's, it's not for the weak hearted it's not for the feeble hearted it's not for the it's not you gonna have to come with it you gonna have to come with this mentality of like 
I know that I'm rooted in God. My values are here for a good purpose. So I'm not going to allow myself to just be human and be superficial and allow myself to just, oh, I see this person, then I'm going to behave a certain way. Because a lot of the times, too, what I learned, you can't really understand your players based off what you just see on their outward, outward appearance. Some of them are, you know, for me personally, just some of them was homeless. Some of them was dealing with, you know, CPS cases with their parents. Some of them was hungry. Some of them, you know, didn't eat. Some of them probably was with their parents, but they were, you know, very low-income families, so they had obstacles. You know, I've had kids that couldn't come to school because they've had to watch siblings. Like, I've had kids that have had trials and tribulations. If you saw them, you wouldn't have known that. you just like, oh, these are a couple girls playing basketball. So it takes time for teammates. It takes time for coaches. It takes time for, you know, support staff as far as principals and admin and assistant coaches, other parents to chime in and help contain that because the heart is so, 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 so important. That inner peace, and it's going to always be that battle of outward appearance in your heart. What is going to be socially acceptable and what you feel in your heart? What is, you know, they usually say what your mind says and what your heart says. But I always say, like, you sh- you're, you should follow the direction of what is true in your heart. Because your mind will talk you out of it. You will talk yourself out of it. You will, I have seen, especially in this past year, in, in a lot of these changes and, you know, people jumping schools and doing all this and coaches kind of showing that they're involved in the in the mess because they are taking a hit on their heart morally because they've had to sacrifice or they've had to succumb to, yeah, I've had to do this for this kid to get here, and now it's crazy and it's a mess, and now i got to deal with that. Y'all know some of the coaches I'm talking about where it's like, man, you didn't did all this to get this kid, now this kid is a nightmare, and you got to just shut up and deal with it because that's what you sacrificed. But you didn't look past the outward exterior. You didn't look past that outward appearance. You didn't look, you didn't spend time looking into the appearance, looking into, like, you didn't spend time. You relied on outward appearance. This kid's good. This kid's talented. I'm dealing with it. And I ain't even dealing with nobody like that, man. Like, Whatever you can provide to me exteriorly is dope. You know, nice cars, nice things, nice equipment, you know, nice balls and <laughs> basketballs and footballs. That's all nice. But, like, would, it's like, would you take it from a drug dealer? Would you take it from, I mean, a, a crackhead? Would you take it from, a, you know, would you take it from a criminal who robbed a bank? And maybe because they're not doing those type of crimes, it's not as bad. But some of these, <laughs> some of these people y'all be putting y'all kids around, they not good people. So then you wonder why your kid messed up in the head mentally, or you, you know, or you don't step in because you just like suck it up. A lot of athletes just gotta suck it up. Coaches suck it up. Because we don't care about what your heart feels. We don't care about, you know, parents used to tell me that all the time. You wear your heart on your sleeves. Bro, I'm just being real with y'all. <laughs> like, 
I ain't trying to wear my heart on the sleeve, but I don't know any other way to be honest. This is honesty. And y'all want the outward appearance to be fake. If I don't got it together, I'm going to tell y'all. I don't got it together. It's that simple. I don't got to fake it, make it. No. That's coming from the heart. Then you can provide true feedback or not. But it's like, don't just settle. Don't settle for the outward appearance. Don't settle for, like, this is what it got to be because this is what it looks like to everybody else. And and you got to have a heart of a champion. You got to, you, you, what does, what does God look like? What does God see when he looks at you, when he looks at the team, when he looks at your heart? Have that mentality because... It's going to help you have that heart of a champion. How to look for, how to distinguish, how to set yourself apart and really see. Mm, okay. You got the heart of a champion. And I want to harvest that. I want to cherish that. I want to chime into that every opportunity I can get. And I'm not judging people or looking at people based off what I see exteriorly or on their outward appearance. I'm looking at their heart. Man, y'all already know every week, game notes. It's your girl, Goody. I love y'all. Stay blessed, all my people, and stay safe. This world is crazy, crazy, crazy hectic, and I know people are mentally up and down. So start using your heart more, reaching out to people and connecting with people, but also just loving on as many people as you can. Y'all know me. Every week I'm going to be bringing y'all some love and some blessings. Peace.